for some good sound. It's the motherfucking wise song coming with the sh and the rhyme. Oh shit! <laughs> I can't believe ASMR rap is a thing, but well, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Why wouldn't it? Whisper on the track, close oh, yeah. your eyes and relax. It's the wise song coming with the sh and the rhyme. Whisper in your mind, you gon' feel it in your spine. It's the quiet song coming with the sh and the rap. Whisper on the track, close your eyes and relax. Making good sounds is all I know. Tap tap. I'm the king tap, of the Blue Yeti microphone. Uh. Only is the <laughs> if sleep made you rich, then you just hit the lotto. Relax. This is home where you belong. Everyone is welcome from your mom to your dog. Go to sleep. So when you hear this beat come on, you know what to do. Sing along. It's the motherfucking quiet song. Come. Alright, I don't know how much more I can do that. <laughs> There's more I can do than that one. All right, yeah, let's yeah, do it. Yeah. I'm ready. Let's do it. What is that? The future of radio. You jabronis. Jabronis. Cool word. Abs in a six pack. Abs in a six pack. Hello, abs in a six pack. Abs in a six pack is not the greatest podcast in the world. I know Abs and a Six Pack is a bad show, but what else do you have going on? This is lit, 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 lit. It's Abs and a Six Pack for June 14th, 2023, here with Carolyn Blaney for the best of the Jays. This is a new live son of a bitch. We're back. We're back. That's right. We're back with the best of the Jays. Thank you for having me again. Thanks. Sir Sir Seed Sitter. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We, um, I'm trying to, how, how many have we done of these now? I guess I'd have to count it. We, we skipped, so we skipped, um, we did, we skipped A, that's a vowel. We did, we did. We're skipping all the vowels. We went so B, C, a, D, we skipped E. F. She did do F, yeah. We did G, G and then we did H. H, yeah. I already lost count, yeah. but, uh, and then so we're, for Y, a- since that's sometimes a vowel, we're doing a half-length show for that one, so that'll be about 45 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So this will be the seventh. Okay. Good. That's exciting. Yeah. Nice. I've been drinking beer. Beer, 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 beer. You drinking oh, on yeah. anything today? Um, got myself a Gatorade. Quenching those, quenching that thirst uh, with some electrolytes. electrolytes. Yeah, yeah. I got um, got a blue, cool blue. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I like the one that's like white cherry. Oh, remember that I one? Try that. No, I don't I've know. I haven't had it. a Gatorade or a Power in so long. I don't even, couldn't even tell you. Oh, okay. You know the Propel? Yes. It's like flavored water. I swear to God, this guy I work with, we were in the work truck, and he called me because he was uh, already at, at the job site. He's like, hey, I left my Propel in the truck. Can you get it? And I'm like looking around like, what the fuck is a Propel? And I look over and I see like two bottles of Propel. <laughs> I'm like, do you mean Propel? And he's like, oh, is that how you say it? Propel. <laughs> Yeah, a proper. <laughs> no shit, that really happened. I couldn't believe it. Oh, it's you know, it's a it's a French it's a French drink, and uh, he, he was trying to be French about it. Chicken sandwiches. Uh, so why don't you why don't you kick us off with the a J or two you got? I know you said you had one you wanted to kick it off with. I think we should kick it off with uh, some jets, some F uh, sixteens, uh, just uh, just taken off. Because we're about to take off with the best of the Jays. Uh. Oh, 
why I also just realized I forgot to put my tray table up in my seat back in the full upright position. Oh, oh no. I forgot my seatbelt and I was standing in the aisle oh. while we were taking off. And you, I didn't put my phone on airplane mode. Oh no. Was that ever real where it's like your phone can mess up, mess with the navigation? Was that always bullshit? Cause now they don't even make you do that anymore. I think it, I think it was always, I always thought, I, I think it might've once maybe ha- uh, something happened with it, with the, yeah. but it sounds like an urban legend though. Yeah, some, some Jason, but like not everybody's fucking Jason born with a cell phone hacking into the nav system. It sounds sounds like horseshit to me, but I don't yeah. know. I'm yeah. not an aviator. I have no, been listening it, to Owen Benjamin interview a bunch of pilots and talk about how none of them have to calculate for the curvature or spin of the earth. Oh, so they just drive in a straight line. You would think they would have to keep air and angling the plane downwards oh. to his account for the curve. And you'd think they would also have to um factor in the rotation of the earth but they don't hmm. which is interesting that is interesting yeah but yeah hmm. yeah well that was fun I've, now that we're up in the air at yeah the, we're up in the air 30 33, feet or whatever yeah i feel like yeah. um i don't know i feel like I think uh, now we could take our seat belts off yeah and uh we have some in-flight food speaking of words that start with j getting a little hungry oh oh, oh. A gabagool. A gabagool. Gabagool. Hey. Can I get a gabagool, please? Tony gabagool, Grandma. Something with fat and nitrates. Hey, hey. Gabriella says we're down here for the gabagool. The gabagool. Gabagool. The gabagool. We had sandwiches brought in the other night. Forward ham, salami, gabagool. Taking the gabagool and shit out of the fridge. Gabagool. Over here. All this from a slice of gabagool. Let's get back to that gabagool. Woke up this morning, got some gabagool. Then I woke up the next day and got some gabagool. Keep waking up, keep getting different types of gabagool. I even got some gabagool. Shit. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, so I just looked it up. I was spelling it with a J this whole time. It's... It's oh. gabagool, not jabagool. Ah, oh. jabagool. I yeah. see where I, I mean, see where you. I it was. a common mistake. I don't know. I already did the bit where I don't know how anything is spelled. A couple shows ago, but nobody was, <laughs> it's not really. That's really not really that funny. The second time. What? And, and I, th- I think gabagool is capacola. Uh, Capicola, which is, uh, it's meat. It's yeah, a cured meat. It's like a lunch meat. Way more fun to say gabagool than capicola. Yeah, capicola. Yeah. Capicola is when you get a Dr. Pepper in a bottle and you dump it out into the cap and just take that little sip. That's a cap of, co- a cap of cola. <laughs> capicola. But no, yeah, so that, I mean, that bit's kind of, kind of lame, uh, but I will give you, I'll, before you, I toss the, the ball back to you, yeah. I'll do my favorite animal. Oh, do your favorite With their towering height and signature long necks, giraffes are some of the most iconic creatures of Africa. Oh. Giraffes are the tallest living land animals. Adult females can grow over 14 feet tall, and adult males can reach over 18 feet. Baby giraffes, called calves, are born six feet tall and may grow an additional inch every... Wait, they're spelling this one with a G. You know, I, I had to Google that one, too. 
And uh, the results come in with a G. Yeah. And and well, we already uh, did that, I think. I think we did. Yeah. yeah already, okay. Uh, well, shit. Hopefully, G-H. I'll get one eventually. I'll I'll let you go. I'll let you take over. Oh, yeah, I can redeem okay. myself. Uh, well, there was some. Uh, what about uh, shoes? Uh, some prop popular shoes. That starts with uh, an Jordans. S. Oh. oh yeah, but then but then there are Jordans. Yeah. Specifically, Air Jordans. Oh yeah. And I found some. I found some cool nineties uh, uh, and eighties uh, uh, commercials for Air Jordans. Um, you can play one of them, and uh, yeah. Yeah. I believe I have two. Yeah, I do have two. There's a, the 1985 one's pretty cool. On September 15th, Nike created a revolutionary new basketball shoe. On October 18th, the NBA threw them out of the game. Fortunately, the NBA can't stop you from wearing them. Air Jordans from Nike. Yeah. Is that true? I I the I guess that was. Well, the in the commercial, so it's so it's Michael Jordan and he's he's dribbling a basketball and he's wearing these Air Jordans and they censor the shoes. So that that was that that was that sort of stamp sound effect in the mm. uh in the commercial so it was a blackout of these shoes um i t- should have done more research on that i have cnn style right here remember it's the title of this article is remember when the nba banned michael jordan's sneakers see i ah. i remember i remember when they banned using a spray bottle to spray flubber on the bottom of shoes if you remember that oh. from the movie flubber with robin williams oh yeah that movie yeah cuz everybody was jumping really high they had flubber yeah. on the bottom of their shoes. Um, Jordan was already a phenomenon when he skipped senior year at the University of North Carolina to be drafted by the Chicago Bulls in 1984. Okay, well, we already, where's the shoe thing? Uh, yeah. Wait, there's nothing about the shoes in here? Oh, Nike still has a frame letter from the NBA explaining that the association's rules and procedures, in quotes, prohibited Jordan's shoes. Though the letter doesn't state it explicitly, the shoes violated the 51% rule, which demanded that players' footwear be mostly white. And in keeping them with their mm. team's jerseys. So that's kind of, it's just a racism thing. Yeah. Whites yeah, only. they're racist against yeah. the shoes. Only whites only, not red and black. And Michael Jordan was fined $5,000 by the NBA every time he wore the shoes during the debut, their debut in 1984 because their colors broke the league's uniform rules. Uh, the league even wrote an infamous letter to Nike in 1985 explaining that the black and red, black and red shoes were prohibited. Uh, Nike capitalized on this, reportedly paying the fines for Jordan and creating an ad campaign. So I think I believe that was the ad campaign we we just uh, we just heard. And uh, there was uh, there's another um, Air Jordan uh, commercial that uh, Spike Lee was in. Oh yeah, I remember that guy. Yo, this is Mars Blackman, and this is my main man, Michael Jordan. And this is a pair of Air Jordans from Nike. This is something you can buy. And this is a patented, vicious, high-flying, 360 slam dunk. This is something you cannot do. Let me repeat myself. This you can buy. You cannot do this. Can, can, can. No! 
No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why is this guy still on? <laughs> uh, what was the thing you can't do? That I'm, I'm missing the visual component, I assume. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the, so he just shows shows the shoes. Like, you can wear these shoes, but you can't just, you know, dunk the basketball. Um, and uh, it's, it was a very animated uh, car, uh, not cartoon, uh, commercial with uh, Spike Lee just uh, going from, like, the net and then showing off the shoes. You can and then you can't. No, I like when he said no. No, <laughs> me too. No, <laughs> but I, I've got the uh, I've got the videos, and I, I could drop these. I should drop these in the chat, and uh, and I'll also send them to you as well. Uh, yeah, I can't get in the chat because Kiwi's down. I got to get a backup client. <gasps> that's what I got to do. Backup IRC. Oh, client. yeah, yeah. Kiwi. No, that's Kiwi. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, yeah J- Jordans. That's um. Was it? Were they featured in the movie Space Jam? I bet they were. I bet that was part of the yeah. uh, part of the deal. Yeah, there there was a, a commercial with uh, Bugs Bunny. There was, a, I think, there was a few uh, commercials with Space Jam uh, with Michael Jordan and Space Jam and uh, Air Jordans. Now, as, now as that's J- J- Space Jam. That's another Space J. Jam. And what's yeah, cool about a- Jam is it, it's like uh, it's got like it's five meanings. Oh yeah, like a traffic yeah, yeah. jam. There's jam as in like jelly, which is another J jelly. Yes. So there's and then there's like you jam your finger, um, and there's jam like a uh, like music. Like oh man, we were jamming. Oh yeah, we were jamming. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't even bring jam. That's a <laughs> uh, in that in that also a that's a song, I believe, and I think the best way it was ever said was when James Brown. James Brown was being interviewed on CNN and he was talking about the songs he was going to perform and he just goes, jam! Jam! <laughs> I feel good. Papa's got a brand new bag. It's a man's world. Jam! <laughs> jam! <laughs> jam! Which I like to imagine he wrote that song because he had a really good strawberry jam and peanut butter sandwich one time and he wanted to sing about it. Oh, yeah. You get, a, you get yourself a, a good uh, peanut butter and jam sandwich. It's it's on a jam and a jelly. The only difference is the jam has chunks of the fruit in it, and the jelly is fully blended. Is that is that what the difference is? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Because the jelly's kind of like it's. You know, I don't even think you get any of the seeds. The jam always of, has the seed. Yeah. The jam always has the seeds, and, and the, the jelly is all and the skins and uh, probably all the best parts of. Of like you know you get a blueberry jam or you can get a strawberry jam, I, I could get down with that. Those are those are great. It's the best part. Yeah, and a pickle. If you, a, being in a jam is a lot like being in a pickle, kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, get get yourself a pickle and a jam. What if I've never been inside a pickle, but or a jam really, but. <laughs> oh, we're really in a pickle now. Oh, pickle! <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna deal with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's um, Jordan's. That's Jordan. Oh, that's how we yeah. got on there. Space Jam, yeah. Space Jam. I yeah. bet so. I bet Space Jam and Space Jelly is pretty good because they got all those intergalactic fruits they can make. They can make it up, you know. Oh yeah. Zeta Reticuli has probably got something way better than blueberries or strawberries. Yeah, they probably have like um, all of jelly. those berries mixed mixed together. So like blackberries, blueberries, 
strawberries, raspberries, um, all of them like all together. Mulberries. Put them. Put them all together. Like that's got to. That's got to be a. a Is a cherry a berry? Ah, it's got a pit in it. I don't know. Does a pit qualify it to be a berry? Only in the Hmm. Ocean's Eleven movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um. I don't know. Let's look it up. Is a cherry a berry? Is a cherry a berry? Is, ch- is a cherry a berry? That just broke Google, apparently. <laughs> a cherry is the fruit of many plants, and the genius is a prunus and is a fleshy drup, is a stone fruit. Ah, yes. But then the is a cranberry fruit. a berry because they don't grow on bushes? Yeah, they they're weird. They I think they grow in like the in the water. Yeah, so is that a berry? Um and they are, are a group of evergreen dwarf sh- shrubs or trailing vines. Um cranberries referred to a Vacnemos oxacocus. Oxacocus. So a ch- a cherry is not a berry, but people also ask is a watermelon a berry? Huh. Get ready to have your fruit-loving minds blown. Watermelons are berries. Whoa. Also, I cucumbers, can, cantaloupes, squashes, and pumpkins are. That's They're also berries. What is this? Huh. Who, what is, what's the source on this? Yeah, Foodandwine.com. Jeez. It's a watermelon a berry. I don't know about that. Yeah, I guess it is. Hmm. Huh. Why bananas and watermelons are technically berries. You ever get in an argument when you were a kid or somebody was trying to tell you a tomato was a fruit? Yes, you're like, I remember that. Why isn't yeah. it sweet then, huh? Riddle me that, jackass. <laughs> and, and Tomato's not a fruit. You're a fruit, pal. <laughs> and what about potatoes? Are they a fruit? Potatoes. I think they're a. I think they're like a legume. Oh, they might be. Yeah. Let's see. Everything you know is you know, Yeah, I wonder if what they are. Potatoes is a plant. Produces toxic green cherry-like fruit. Oh no, potato uh-huh. fruit. That's a different thing. I there is a potato fruit, which is different. And I don't know. Like, why are giraffes a fruit? Or are they a berry? Um, I think they are. I think they're a berry. I'll Google that. It might be a fruit though. We're getting way I, off course here, but I love this. Are giraffes <laughs> a type of fruit? They can certainly reach the fruits. What food type is a giraffe? <laughs> oh, potatoes are root vegetables. Huh. Like a carrot? A, yeah, like I guess like a carrot. Yeah. And what are carrots then? A root vegetable. Because they a grow underground. Right? A root. Yeah, another root vegetable. What's the square root yeah. of a vegetable? Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, I got, I got, uh, while we're on food, I got, so, I got some food for you. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and I didn't know this was a real thing until I, j- I don't even know how I went off, because this isn't even a J. I was, I was looking <laughs> up the history of jars and who invented jars, and I really couldn't oh. find a, a direct answer on it, because they date back technically thousands and thousands of years. Yeah, yeah. But I, I did find, um, I did find this I, w- I went down, cans were ke- kept coming up 
the invention of cans when I was looking up the invention of jars and who invented jars. And then I just came across, or I had to look this up because it was in my head. Hmm, I'll bet they won't have. <gasps> wow, they have it. Canned bread. This town is great. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it turns out canned bread is a real thing, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but here's a news report. The holiday baking is happening in kitchens around the metro, but bread makers, well, you need to be aware, making bread in canning jars can cause big health risks. And here today is canning expert Susan Mills Gray in the Price Chopper Kitchen explaining to keep us safe. Now, Susan, when I first think about canning, Mm -hmm. I think about canning vegetables because that's what my mom and my grandparents used to do all the time, and we had shelves full of them in the basement. But we're specifically talking about canning bread today. Right. What we are seeing across... uh, social media, it's extremely popular right Mm -hmm. now, is this idea that you can get a head start on your holiday baking and gifts by canning. Mm -hmm. And so they're taking a twist on canning and canning breads and cakes and brownies. You see, that's why it's so popular right now. It's it's really big on social media and everybody's seeing it. Right. Everybody loves a big set of canes. But I made you something and I want to give it to you a couple of months from now, and I, but I'm baking it now. So oh, let's okay, talk okay, about okay, what okay, the problem okay, okay. is. All right. So people are starting with home canning jars, which are jars, actually sure. desi- uh, designed for being in high heat, but in moist high heat, so in water. Mm-hmm. And that's how I remember them used to, used to right. can it. You know, they put it in the big jar, pressure sure, it. And and we still sure, do, and we still yeah. do that. But when you bake in these, you're, you're exposing them to high heat, but it's dry. A and dry these can heat. shatter. Oh, yeah. But So what the recipes will tell you is make up your favorite bread, mostly quick breads, cakes, or brownies. And that's the example I have here. And then you... Uh, the example she has here looks disgusting. It looks oh, like, it looks yeah. like, a, it looks like uh, she just got some like dark, dark algae out of uh, a pond that's been stagnant for a long time and just put it in a, in a jar. It's, it, looks, it doesn't look like bread at all. Oh, but, uh, you know, don't, she probably could have started off with that, right? Yeah, don't Ugh. can your own, don't can your own bread, people. That's the moral of the yeah. story. That's from uh, words of warning from KCTV Five News. Don't wow. can your own bread. But I find this, I found this guy named Tyler on YouTube, and uh, let's he he tried some canned bread here. All right, guys, welcome back to my channel. In today's video, we're going to be testing another product from Amazon. Today, it is going to be. B&M canned brown bread. Now, I saw this on Amazon, and I was, it really, I don't even remember how I came across this, but it was, it really made me curious as to how this is going to taste, and how do you keep bread in a can? This is my favorite, new favorite YouTube video of all time. (laughs) Just a guy ordering canned bread, which if you look up uh, B&W or whatever it's called, the canned bread, a picture. Yeah, just yeah. a picture of it. You're like, well, that looks. I I thought the funniest part of canned bread. I'd always when Squidward goes, they have it canned bread. I just was assumed that was a made up thing. I didn't realize <laughs> canned bread is a real thing, which I guess makes it funnier because it's like, who's other than Squidward is going to be excited about canned bread? But, yeah. Uh, anyway, so this guy eats. Um, this guy eats some. He opens the canned bread. It comes out in like a solid, in the shape of the can. Um, and uh, then he eats some of it. (laughs) Uh, Oh, no. (laughs) That didn't sound good. That's not very good at all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm just... Okay, so... (laughs) 
Wow. I would, I searched for B and M uh brick oven B and M baked brown bread uh, <laughs> on Walmart. Um and in the can they they have this picture of the can. And it's like, or the can. It's got a picture of the bread, and and there's there's this graphic of like you know steam coming off the bread, like it, as if it's hot and everything, and it's just sliced <laughs> up. It looks like it. It just does not look like bread. It looks maybe maybe at best like a um, a tea cake or something, but uh, not even that. It kind of looks like a sausage. Hand, it's pretty gross. Hand baked brown bread. That's just. Yeah, insane to me. Oh wow, yeah. It that it's not even a J. That's just I went down that rabbit hole looking for jars. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. yeah. But that's interesting that the that the news doesn't want you to make your own uh jarred bread. They're they're just like, Don't do it, everybody. Yeah. Just keep buying your own bread. And uh, ugh. 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 Yeah. Ugh. Um but yeah, so that's I think I think that is all the food I have. Yeah. I I have another um you know you know Judge Judy. Yes. Like Judge Judy. Yeah. That's J. And uh, I was looking for like, you know, That's iconic a J. it's a double J. And I was looking for some iconic um uh Judge Judy um cases. Um are you aware of the Tupperware lady? A Tupperware is a type of case if you think about it cuz you put stuff it, in it. Um, it is. I, I know of Tupperware ladies. I assume that's what like all middle-aged white women do is just get together and exchange Tupperware. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. That's like their yeah. pastime, right? I would assume. Um, but <laughs> So I just thought all ladies were Tupperware ladies, I guess is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, this this lady was, was pretty crazy about her, her Tupperware. And uh, she couldn't find her Tupperware. And uh, she uh, she lived at this woman's house. And she t- was Tupperware? Tupperware, yeah, she could find it. Yeah, yeah, she she went in into this woman's bedroom and and was at, and just was starting an argument over Tupperware. Uh, it it's a it's a Hang ten a minute like thing. But so. back up, she went she went into like a stranger, someone she knew, or she just went into somebody's house and started asking about Tupperware. Oh, uh, she so she lived at this woman's house. She was renting a room, mm. and so so there was so there was a common. Uh, common quarters, like uh, lit, lit in living situations. So, um, so she had a set of of Tupperware containers at, um, and she couldn't find them. And she asked this the the woman that she's renting from uh, a couple of times about the Tupperware, and then she she asked her a third time. She went she went into her this woman's bedroom, and. Uh, flipped over the covers and said, where's my Tupperware? It's like, it's a, uh, it, it, somebody made a, uh, a music, music video or not a music video, but you know, mixed it. Like a remix. You know, yeah. they mix a remix of, of this whole thing. Um, it's a, uh, I, I clipped some of this. I mostly wanted to clip this because it was, uh, I wanted to make this about judge Judy and, and how iconic she is, uh, with, you know, her decision, uh, so that this is what I this is what I clipped, but I'll I'll include the Tupperware lady um, clip in the in the show notes or the whole episode because oh, it was just so funny. Yeah, maybe we can embed it. Good. That sounds good. <laughs> now next, you want her to pay your moving expenses? Is that right? Yes. Wrong. 
So like, we've just dealt with that. You don't get your moving expenses. Now, damages due to the assault. I'm prepared to hear you if you want to tell me what your damages were as a result of the assault. Because of this, I mean, the way I physically felt, okay, was just like somebody just ripped my, I mean, I just felt hollow in here. I mean, I felt, I did not, I was, did not feel stable at all. My driver You're not has stable. Been. Anybody that walks into a bedroom, somebody's sleeping in their bed to ask for two pieces of Tupperware and start an argument with them while they're in bed over two pieces of Tupperware isn't too stable. Okay. To start with. Well, because $500 divided by 30 equals $16.66. Clear that? Yeah, just multiply. What? Just multiply. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Wait a second. I'm learning how to use this machine. Okay, I'm trying to tell you. Just a minute. Times 12 equals $199.92. That you are entitled to. Thank Judgment you. for the plaintiff in the amount of one ninety nine ninety two. Thank you. You want to give it back a bear? Certainly. Perfect. Bird, would you take care of the bear in the cup? Sure. Parties are excused. You may step out. She fought with all the tenants. She fought with me. She fought with my two sons who don't even live there anymore. Absolutely not. I'm such a meek, shy person. I bowed down to them and I stayed out of their way. I had to include the Judge Judy music. I yeah, that's that's a that's a good move on your part. Now I'm I so the person that took the Tupperware owes the money, or the person that wanted to get their Tupperware back owes the one hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety two cents, or what's the I, I'm uh, so, the so so the it is such this case is so crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So uh, there there it's the was next, a uh, famously like it's the next uh, Zodiac killer. I heard. It's an exotic killer. <laughs> There's so many layers to this case that, um, I, like, I can't even believe they had it for, for in tw- ten minutes. But um, there, this uh, her her the defendant who is the landlord um, had evicted her and gave her 14 days to to leave the premises as a part of the contract. If there was uh, um, if there was behavioral problems, because uh, apparently this this house also included a daycare at this home, uh, and uh, for the safety of the children, they they want she needed to evict this woman. So she so the plaintiff, uh, the woman who wanted the Tupperware, uh, moved out uh, like two days uh, after uh, receiving receiving this letter, um, and this and the plaintiff already had paid. Uh, in, paid rent for up to I think the twenty first or something, and she left uh, two weeks earlier. So, um, so she, so the defendant owed her uh, the uh, owed her money that she had already paid, uh, where she wasn't going to actually be living there. <sighs> I know, I know, it's so uh, ridiculous. I get, it's just, it's such a crazy case. Uh, I I originally I'm surprised thinking, it didn't oh. go all the way up to the Supreme Court. I mean, Judge Judy is the law of the land, but this she is, is the like law of the land. but I mean, at a certain point, you gotta, you know, yeah. Re- <laughs> oh, how cool would it be if we had Judge Judy in there instead of RBG? Oh, I know, cool. right? Yeah. Wow, that's something else. Uh, it's something else. Oh yeah. That's anything what, else on that's on so JJ? Much. I call her JJ. I don't call her Judge Judy. I call her JJ. JJ. Um. 
I do have another JJ. It's not Judge Judy, but it's another JJ. Okay. It's uh, a wrestler, Jeff Jarrett. And okay. I, didn't country, Oops, I didn't know he was a country music man. Oh, in wow. addition to being a wrestler. I didn't know this either. Who are you? Who <laughs> am I? Double J. It's J E double J A double R E double T. That's double J, Jeff Jarrett. My true love. It's not what comes second nature to me. It's not it's not what I'm the greatest at. It's not wrestling. It's what's in my heart. <laughs> and that's country music. The country music business. I've been telling you about the corrupt politics in country music, hadn't I? About the wrongdoings in the country music industry. I've got more singing talent, more dancing talent, more stage presence, more charisma than any of all the other country music stars put together. Like another guy they're trying to bring along. He ain't nothing. It's some Italian boy. Billy Ray Cyrus. Got them buggy whip arms. Willie Nelson. You know him. What is he, about 95 years old? Oh, my Lord. The greasiest hair you ever seen. Oh, neither one of them guys could sing. Oh, unlike Double J here, I'm the greatest singer that ever lived. But I can't get my break. I guess I'm going to have to do it myself. Yep. But what I'm going to do is... I'm going to use the WWF. And when I'm finished using the WWF, they're going to rename the WWF. That's right. They're going to rename it the Double JF. And you're going to know exactly why Double J is the greatest wrestler of all time. And then when I get done with that, I'm going to come back home. I'm going to come back here to Buddy Lee Attraction. And I'm not going to play, be playing on some street corner for a dollar. Uh-uh. I'm going to be at the tip top. It's not going to say Ryman Auditorium. It's not going to say home of the Grand Ole Opry. It's going to say the Double J Auditorium. And Buddy Lee himself is going to walk out that door. This door right here. No, he's not going to walk. He's going to crawl on his hands and knees. And he's going to beg. And he's going to plead. And he's going to say, get your stinking hands off of me. Hey, I'm the best singer this town's ever had. Don't you forget that name. That's Double J. Hey, I got more charisma than any of your acts. That's J-E. Double F. Hey, where's Buddy at? J-A-double-R. You're going to regret this, boy. E-double-T. Hey, what illiterate test did you pass to get this job? That's Double J. Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> now, I like to imagine he, just hearing that, that he was yeah. playing the fiddle or something, and there was a full band behind him, like a drummer and everything, while he was talking. Yeah. I'm not yeah, sure if that's the case, but that's what it sounds <laughs> no. like to me. He was walking through this uh, through this building, uh, try, t- telling everybody uh, what's good and uh, and how every, everything else is not that isn't Jeff Jarrett uh, is not good. So, um, and then he gets he gets uh, he gets booted out of this place, and that's where he was telling him like, "Where did you get this? What a liter- what illiteracy test did you take?" <laughs> that was the best part. <laughs> oh man, I gotta he's ca- I gotta. This, <laughs> he's wearing this. He's wearing this country music garb, and it was just like that the coat and the pants. It was it was over the top. I got to revisit some Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, yeah. Double J, double F, double R, double T. What do you say? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was crazy. J, E, double F, J, A, double R, E, double T. I also have a person who's a double J. Oh, I love it. Um, Let's hear it. Here we go. This past summer, I wanted to take my nine-year-old son with me to New York City. I really wanted to take him back to where I grew up. 
And I wanted to spend a significant amount of time there so he could really get to know the city that I love and the city that I came up in and, and the city that kind of made me. We stayed in Brooklyn and, and I lived in Brooklyn for a lot of years. And there were certain things that I did coming up that would inspire me. And one of those things was to walk across the Brooklyn Bridge. I would walk across the bridge and I would see the city and I would see the towers when they were there. And I would look at that and say, oh, human beings did this. And it would make me want to keep going, keep moving. So I wanted to walk across the bridge with my son. Then I got to this point on the bridge that I hadn't seen in a long time. And it was really the reason why I hadn't walked across the bridge in, in 18 years. It was the spot where I almost ended my life. I grabbed my son and my phone and I took a picture of that moment. The reason why I almost ended my life on the Brooklyn Bridge was because 20 years ago, I played Jar Jar Binks in Star Wars. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know suicide really? is not funny, but oh god damn gosh. it, if that wasn't the funniest lead up I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Jar Jar really, Binks. It's really like the story is actually sad because he got so much hate from like everybody, just from Star Wars fans that hated the character, and then also from people that said he was doing a racist stereotype of Jamaican and all that. But yeah, just like yeah. coming in cold with like that holy up and it's oh like God. because I play Jar Jar Binks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. On second thought? No. Not really, no. No. Yeah. Wow. That's that's really uh wow. Excuse me. <laughs> and at this point, I think now I think Jar Jar Binks is kind of a, a cult favorite. Especially because he's secretly the Sith Lord controlling Palpatine and the Empire and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's. I, I knew it was going to take a long time for Jar Jar Binks to get uh, get the notoriety that he, that uh, the character deserved. No, not really. No. <laughs> oh. I like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I slowed it down. It's good slow down. <laughs> <laughs> What's what do you like better, oh. the the regular version or the slow version? Here's the regular. And then there's the. You can really oh, wow. hear the liquid I, sound more in the slow one. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 got a slurpier sound, almost like a sewery kind of a sound. Excuse me. <laughs> Uh, yep. Wow. And so this is at Ahmed Best yeah. who played Jar Jar Binks. And then and then Phil Lamar, the great Phil Lamar played uh Jar Jar Binks uh in Clone Wars, Lego, the Padawan Menace, uh Lego Star Wars, uh this this the Skywalker saga. Yes, that's that's interesting. That's uh, anyway. <clears throat> that's my that's my only JJ. I think as oh. far as as far as characters go. Um, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's uh, Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, Jar Jar. Jar Jar. Jar Jar.
Jar Jar. Oh, uh, the first AI art I ever made. Uh, I think it was a little bit before Mid Journey was at least popular enough to come on my radar. Was uh, I think it was Daily, and I ma- I must have made like a hundred or more Jar Jars in jars. Jar Jar in a jar, and it was just like <laughs> Jar, Jar, Jar Jar's jar. head in a jar, in a p- pickled in a jar, and they were very disturbing. It's like a jar on a shelf with Jar Jar's head in it. And there was all kinds of, was all kinds of good ones. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know what's, you know what's another a good J, probably my favorite what? J word if I had to pick one. Oh, what's that? And then everyone said jabroni. Yeah, jabroni. jabroni. And then everyone said jabroni. <laughs> Yeah. Don't be the jabroni. Oh, I remember watching WWF. That's what it would have been. WWF at the time. And uh, when The Rock came on the scene and he was he was the people's champion and he was just calling everybody out as jabronis. That was the best. That is a good yeah. Then I'd go to school and call people jabronis. You bunch of yeah. jabronis. I was very lucky and fortunate to have coined the word jabroni publicly on TV, utilize it as part of my rock speak, and had it <laughs> become part of um, pop culture. You know, the rock says this jabroni needs to go down to blah, blah, blah. You know, I'd say things like that. <laughs> and it doesn't matter, jabroni. It was jabroni, jabroni, jabroni. And now jabroni, the word jabroni, jabroni is connected. Uh, to me, when a lot of people think, oh, jabroni, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a rock's word. No, 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 no. It's not my word. It's the Iron Sheik's word. Iron Sheik was the one who would use the word jabroni backstage. And it became this legendary Iron Sheik speak. It was always, you tell a jabroni. Let me tell you jabroni. It was jabroni, jabroni, jabroni. I give the Iron Sheik all the credit in the world for the word jabroni <laughs> oh wow that's cool i i, I learned something i didn't know that rap yeah yeah oh i actually have a character a double j as well whoa have you ever heard oh sorry go ahead no i was just saying whoa like another double j. whoa whoa it's jabberjaw Ooh. I got a couple clips. I got I got an, the intro to the cartoon, the Hanna-Barbera cartoon, Jabberjaw, from 1976, and uh, a clip as well of uh, of a part of the show. Now, I have never heard of Jabberjaw, so I'm excited for this, but also, I didn't pull a clip of it, but I was thinking Jib-Jab. Remember that? Jib-Jab. Oh, Jib-Jab. The cutout faces. Jib-Jab. 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 <laughs> they did the year in oh. review videos, and they did, like, those email cards you could send people where you put somebody's face on there and they would sing. Jib jab. Oh, jib jab. All right, you want the Jabberjaw theme? Yeah, Jabberjaw theme. And he was a shark. Oh, 
Is that a Dangerfield reference? Hey, no respect yeah. at all. Yeah, so so the shark, he's got um, sort of characteristics of, of Curly from the Three Stooges and, and then uh, Rodney Dangerfield, kind of a, a goofy... the uh, The nyuck, yeah. Nyuck, 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 I get no respect. So he's, hey, so somebody he's step got on this... a duck. <laughs> and and I and because uh, I I had, I I've never seen this before until until someone had uh, pointed this out to me. A Jabberjaw. Jabber so I, I want to I, I want to include so Jabberjaw with um, uh, in this uh, episode. You can hear, hear a little bit more of of, of Jabberjaw. This that's like I mean that's just a, that's straight curly. Yeah, it's straight up curly. Yeah, um, exactly. I guess Three Stooges is probably public domain, so you can't really get sued for that anymore. But oh, probably not. But I guess it's like a uh, your your An homage uh, homage to to uh, to Curly and to uh, Rodney Dangerfield because Rodney Dangerfield would have been alive and well at that time. Okay. Hey, where's the tablet, gang? Don't you remember, Jabber? The professor's studying it. I'd better go stand gone. That's all we need. A shark who thinks he's a dog. Hey, that was a neat trick, Jabber. How did you do it? Where is he? Where is he? Where's that dumb shark that looks like me? this uh 1976 it's okay. a it's um Hanna barbera so it's a so it's similar to uh, to that of like uh josie and the pussycats scooby-doo and it they and uh jaw is a, a big shark that that plays the drums in a band similar to like uh, josie and the pussycats but it's but it's a a shark who's the who's the star and you got a guy that that looks like one of the guys from scooby-doo and and the uh, couple of girls that look like they're from uh, from Josie and the Pussycats. That's straight up a rip off of like those those two shows and putting them together and yeah. then putting a shark in it. And it's just it's such a silly show. <laughs> uh, I it must have just had like one yeah it had one season uh, of that show. It didn't go for very long. <laughs> My wife said, "Hey Rodney, are you still a pool shark?" I said, "Pool shark." <laughs> they made they made a cartoon version of Jaws of me and put me in a pool. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so Jabberjaw. That's that's a that's a new one. I'm learning things. Yeah. Never heard yeah. of it. No. I no. definitely like the like the the bullets, like the cartoon Scooby Doo style running, and the what sounded like lasers, maybe or something yeah. being bullets. 
I hear that ending again here. So what's happening right there? Oh, you know what? I might even need to pull the video off again. Uh, Uh, It's such a it's such a weird uh, uh, because they duplicate they uh, they cloned uh, the shark. They cloned Jabberjaw in in that episode. Um, Jabberjaw. So they, let's see what that's the, something else right there. <laughs> and I think that might have been a cop the this the the, uh, the sound of of him being copied by a chicken sandwiches. <laughs> being copied by chicken sandwiches. He's getting copied by chicken sandwiches. Good. So, so, so there's two of them running around. Oh, what a conundrum! Yeah, what a conundrum! Now we don't know which one's the right one. Which one's the real Jabberjaw? <laughs> My wife said, "Hey Rodney, they still making that cartoon about you as a shark?" I said, "They made two of them." One. <laughs> That's a terrible Rodney impression. <laughs> My wife said, "Hey Rodney." Yeah. Oof. Now I can die. Now my life is finally complete. Um yeah. I don't know what else to say about that. No, not really no. Um I got uh shit. What else do I have? They have it! Canned bread! I got, uh... We already did Gabagool. We already did Jar Jar. Ooh, I got one. Um, I got a classic. Like, oh. you, it was... You knew it was coming. Oh, you're Jewish, right? I got some oh, clips on yeah. Jews. Like, oh, you do? Oh, you know what? Before okay. we do Jews, let me let me hit this yeah. for Christopher Battles, because one of the, his suggestions was Jack Nicholson, so I did pull a Jack Nicholson clip. Oh, nice. Nice. This is Robin Williams. Well, mainly Elijah Wood. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, from Lord of the Rings, Frodo in Lord of the Rings, and also the show Wilfred, which is a great show. Um, it's Elijah Wood talking about a, what Jack Nicholson said to him backstage at the Golden Globe. Oh, okay. Jack Nicholson. Backstage, yeah. Were you waiting to go on with Jack Nicholson? I was or? waiting to go on to present an award. Jack was back there. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is good. Uh, <laughs> Jack was back there, and Dustin Hoffman was back there. And um, somehow Lord of the Rings came up in conversation, and he stood, he stood there and he said, you know, I can't do a Jack Oh, you can do it. No, go. I, can't, I won't. I actually won't do it because you're too good. Uh, but he basically said, you know, that movie, it just had so many endings. <laughs> it just wouldn't end. And he said to me that he actually walked out before the end. He said, oh, that's how it started. He said, what happened? Jack, what do you mean? What do you mean? What happened? He said, "Well, tell me what the end was." And I said, "Well, you know, at the end, uh, the hobbits are saying goodbye to each other, and Frodo gets on the boat and, and sails into the Undying Lands." He said, "I didn't even see it. I walked out before the end." <laughs> so he was basically complaining that there were just too many endings to the Drugs film. Wore off. That's yeah. amazing. I have to go outside for a little medication. <laughs> When I won my Academy Award, he was there. He won. This was his third Academy Award. We're standing backstage because they're just about to take you to the press conference. And he goes, you know, Robbo, now I have one for every decade. I, I got to say, wow. he was dead on. The Return of the King felt like it was a, the credits were about to roll like four different times. Oh. Do you remember that? That movie ended like four, four times. Oh, it did. <laughs> it was like not even the extended version, just like the theatrical Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, the third movie, it was like, you think Sam and Frodo are, are dead and then the credits are going to roll and then you th- and then something happens and they wake up and everybody's happy and it's like soft music and you're like, oh, the credits are going to roll. 
And then Aragorn's getting crowned as king, and Legolas is there looking real gay and all that. And the hobbits, people bow down to him, and the music, it like it pans out, and the music starts fading. And then you think the credits are gonna roll, and it doesn't. And then they're it's finally the credits roll. But I swear, there's four fake endings in that movie. The first time you think it's ending, there's like an hour plus of the movie left. It's insane. So I totally am with Jack Nicholson on that. <laughs> too many endings. I didn't like it. There was just too many endings. Too many endings. Well, I had walked out. How did it end? <laughs> <laughs> I no wonder I didn't like the first one. I I like the uh, I like the second uh, I like the second movie. The two it towers. Was, uh, the two towers. Yeah, yeah. The the trees. The trees, yeah. yeah, that was my favorite. The the trees were my favorite. Talking trees. Yeah. Anything um, worth seeing is <laughs> worth taking a long time to say. <laughs> they're like waiting for two days. Mary and Pippin are waiting for two days to see if the ants are going to go to war. And they're like, "Well, what's the decision?" He goes, "We just finished saying good morning." It's, like, okay. <laughs> it's a slow language. Yeah. Um. But yeah, okay, so back to the Jews. All right. Of all ethnic groups reliably studied, Ashkenazi Jews have the highest average IQ at about 115. It has nothing to do with reading Torah or lighting the menorah. Oh. Other Jewish groups don't share this uniquely high IQ. By the 900s, Ashkenazi Jews were established merchants in Europe. As they began to amass more and more wealth, and rulers began to crack down on them, they were forced to abandon the merchant trade and specialize in the one thing their Christian neighbors couldn't. Finance. At the time, the church considered it usury to lend money, and so it was forbidden. Different traits are more suited to different trades. If you're working in the fields, strength would be an asset. If you work on cars, fine motor skills would serve you well. In a profession like finance, you'd want to be intelligent. Those who better adapt to their environment are more likely to pass on their genes. And in the case of the Ashkenazi Jews, that selective pressure was intelligence. But it goes a bit deeper than that. They outperform other groups in verbal and mathematical skills like we discussed. But they're actually below average in spatial awareness. <laughs> this makes sense when you think about the nature of money lending. In finance, math is used to calculate rates and returns, while verbal skills are used to negotiate, write contracts, and build relationships. There's no obvious spatial dimension to lending money. Contrast that with engineering. Engineers need math skills for obvious reasons, but they also need spatial skills because bridges, buildings, and boats all exist in three dimensions. In the technical aspect of the job, verbal skills aren't nearly as necessary. In a hypothetical ethnicity of engineers, natural selection might pass on math and spatial skills and might leave verbal skills behind. It's interesting to see how different situations and environments favor certain traits, and how those traits become more and more prevalent in a group. And until next time, thanks for watching. There you go. So, uh, Jews, real good with money, not great with spatial awareness. Oh, you're Jewish, right? Uh, I, it reminds me of the, from the Onion movie, of the guy that, the hockey player that had no arms, or no hands. The Onion movie. The Onion, like the Onion. Sure the, 
Oh, like the guy, the the hockey player, and it's like this feel good documentary. It's like he's like, well, I I had to have my wrist removed, and with my wrist being removed, the doctors said there was no way to keep my hands attached to my arms. <laughs> it's oh. like he became the first armless, legless hockey player, and it's just a compilation. It's like this up uplifting thing, but it's just him, this guy in a wheelchair with no arms and legs, just getting demolished over and over on the hockey court, like knocked down, the shit kicked out of him by the other hockey oh. players. Oh wow! And it's like he opened the uh, he opened the doorway for um, all kinds of uh, like anomalies in sports, like so and so the first uh, deaf uh, track runner. And they shoot the gun and everybody runs, but the, guy, <laughs> the deaf guy <laughs> or like the you know the the coma uh, the fo- the first comatose diver, and they just push them in their hospital gurney off the t- top of the diving board, and then it says like friends. Horowitz, who was born with Judaism, is <laughs> playing basketball and he just <laughs> completely gets dunked on. So, oh so yeah, gosh. no, the Jews don't have spatial awareness. I didn't know it was that scientific. I knew the money thing was scientifically proven and the high IQ, but the spatial awareness is kind of funny. I wonder why yes. that is. Yeah. And um, how do they, I guess, how do they test for that or how did they really, how did they research that or came come to that conclusion? I don't know. It was on YouTube. It has to be true. Hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I don't know if you ever seen Young Sheldon. Yes, I have. Yeah, it's so I had never seen any of it other than commercials because I was not a big fan of Big Bang Theory. No. So I knew a spinoff no. about one of the characters as a kid couldn't be that good. And if no. you remember Brendan Walsh, I think he was still in the process of pitching Fat Sheldon to CBS when when uh, he was on my hundredth episode. I think he was working on Fat Sheldon, but this is Young Sheldon and. Uh, I just pulled this clip. First ever time I've seen Young Sheldon, and it came up when I was looking up uh, things about Judaism. And uh, mm-hmm. here you go. Young Sheldon. Temple Judea, how can I help you? Hello, I'd like to become Jewish. Who would be in charge of that? That's Young Sheldon talking, by the way. Oh, wow. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, that's not old Sheldon. No, it's not old Sheldon. <laughs> how can I help you? Hello, I'd like to become Jewish. Who would be in charge of that? How old are you? I'm 10. Please hold. That music. Wow. <laughs> Hello, Elevated this music. is Rabbi Schneiderman. To whom am I speaking? Hello, this is Sheldon Cooper. Hello, Sheldon. Um, how can I help you? I'm currently a Baptist, and I'd like to convert to Judaism. A Baptist named Sheldon. Okay. And why do you want to convert? Very simple. It's my intention to become a great scientist, and I couldn't help but notice most of the great scientists are Jewish. So logic dictates it's time to switch teams. Well, I'm sure there are many Baptist scientists you could emulate. That's kind of you to say, but other than Cornelius Treble in the 1500s, it's pretty slim pickings. (laughs) Well, Sheldon, you sound like a very smart young man. Oh, you have no idea. Young Sheldon, Tuesdays on CBS. There you go. I like that stinger you added at the end. No, that was in there. That was straight from oh, the CBS uh, YouTube this, page. Ah, <laughs> that wasn't you. Well, I said that. I but I oh, said, you that said that just that. now. Okay. But oh, uh, okay. But okay. The, this was the uh, the end of the clip. Um, oh, nice. All right, one more on Judaism. This is uh, okay. a rabbi okay. who's very Jewish looking and sounding. About the okay. Jewish Jew you ever seen in your life, he's awesome, uh, and he's talking about the differences between Christianity and Judaism and their view of original sin. 
Uh, it's kind of a long clip, oh. so I'll just play the first minute. You'll get the idea. Uh, the question that was raised is, what does Judaism say about the significance of what Christianity uh, terms the original sin? Now, on a scale of 1 to 10, how Jewish do you think that guy sounds? Uh, 10. Yeah. He's like a 20 when it comes to looks. Namely, the sin oh, of Adam okay. and Eve eating from the fruit of the tree of knowledge in contravention of God's divine commands. Now, let me say at the outset that, number one, although the Christian idea is very, very different than the Jewish idea, it is totally based on a, a concept that is at least analogous in Judaism. And we, in fact, do believe that the original sin had a cosmic repercussions, was an extremely significant event. Adam uh, and Eve were created as perfect beings who were totally connected to God. And the sin created an unbridgeable distance, a chasm, a separation. Uh, so far, we and the Christians are walking on the same path. But at this point, we now differ and we now switch directions. Christianity sees original sin as an irrevocable, unchangeable blight on the holiness of the human soul, creating an impossibility of connecting to God other than faith in Jesus, etc. Judaism teaches it in a very, very different way. We believe that the essence of man's divine soul remains untainted. It remains holy. It remains unified with God. It remains radiant. What the sin introduced was kind of a secondary soul that the Tanya and the books of Kabbalah refer to as the animal soul. Um, I think you might, I don't know. I'm not like a theology expert, but I've you know mm -hmm. run in enough Christian circles and gone to enough churches and Christian schools to know that I think he's misrepresenting a little bit here. Also, I thought yeah. the Jews believed that the Hebrew tribe, the 12 tribes were the chosen, were the God's chosen people and everybody else was a Gentile or a Goy where they're not actually, they're like not, um, I know there's different sects of Judaism, just like there is any religion, but I thought like most, the, <clears throat> the most common teachings of Judaism were that um, you're just kind of screwed if you're not in that, Jewish bloodline. Like, God don't want that much to do with you. You can convert. Some will let you convert. I don't think Hasidic will let you convert. I don't know. Do you know anything about that? Um, I'm actually reading the Bible right now. Um, I'm, I'm in the uh, Old Testament still because I'm a slow reader. Um, I just got finished. <laughs> so and so beget so and so beget so and so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got finished reading uh, Genesis and uh, just thinking about like, uh, uh, the original, uh, the original sin and the chasm. I, I think that that's that's true. When I when I interpreted it, that's the thing about the Bible. It's like, um, you know, and this. So just you know, some background of myself. I'm I'm not. I've I've not grown up in in the church. I've not, you know, that wasn't a part of my life. My parents weren't, uh, you know, talking to me about the Bible all the time or anything. Grew up like in that. a we secular setting, church. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I'm, I'm come, I'm reading this from like a, from, from a secular eyes, uh, so to speak. Um, uh, but I, I did think that that the original, uh, that when he was talking about this chasm that that the Christians, uh, that Christians have, um, and they, they're like completely distant from you know, God after, after original sin, that, that was kind of, that's, that's kind of, I, I guess there's some truth to that. Um, uh, but, uh, uh, I, I don't know about, um, 
I I'm at the I'm at the Exodus. I'm I'm reading Exodus now. So uh, they um, what the Hebrews got uh, being freed from Egypt. The, oh, I, yeah. I guess that's where they started to to be like sort of the chosen people. I guess. Well, I think before that, God chose Abraham, right? That's where he like, did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so that's kind of where like mm-hmm. they're all descendants of Abraham. So they're the descendants idea. of Abraham. Now wait till mm-hmm. you. So you're in part one. There's the Old Testament, then there's the New Testament. Wait till you get to part three. That's where it gets crazy. The Book of Mormon, the oh, American-made the part three of the Bible, where it talks <laughs> yeah. about like, <clears throat> well, God put a curse on uh, Cain's descendants, and that's where black people come from. You're like, whoa. The, uh, the the Book of Mormon is like even more racist than Part One and Two of the Bible. It's kind of crazy. There's the the Mormon Church didn't allow uh, blacks to be members until the 80s, which is crazy. But what's even crazier is once they allowed blacks in, some black people joined. Oh. <laughs> That's even the crazier. Part. Wow. They're like, oh, we're allowed in now. That's good. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um. So yeah. The so the if, if are you going? I guess it's, I kind of interrupted my your answer to my own question are you going through all three parts of the bible or just sticking with one and two um i well i have i just have one and two i don't have uh the book of mormon yeah 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 and um i'm not sure like what like um I, I'm kind because some people read it where you know you're reading chapter by chapter you know you're going like you're going one uh, from like the first testament or or they just flip around to like different stories. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm kind of, uh, I'm, I'm kind of reading it like from, from the beginning to the end or I'm attempting to at least. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of dense kind of boring stuff in the old Testament, but there's also some really crazy stuff. In it. And the Bible tells us that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I do, I do have a clip for, for, um, I think I think this is a good thing to tag uh, to to uh, your your discussion about uh, uh, the Jewish people, um, Joseph and the amazing Technicolor dream coat. Oh, this is Do- yes, and this is. Uh, I'm sorry, Donny Osmond. Oh, <laughs> as, as Joseph. Seven years of bumper crops are on their way. Years of plenty, endless wheat, and tons of hay. Your farms will boom, there won't be room to store the surplus food you grow. After that, the future doesn't look so bright. Egypt's luck will change completely overnight, and famine's hand will stop the land with food and all-time low. Noble king, there is no doubt what your dreams are all about. All these things you saw in your pajamas are a long-range forecast for your farmers, and I'm sure it's crossed your mind. What it is you have to find Find a man to lead you through the famine With a flair for economic planning But who this man could be I just don't know Who this man could be I just don't know Bible tells us that. Yeah. I have, uh, I'll, 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 uh, 
take that and raise you one more Broadway song since Don, that was Donny Osmond, right? Yeah. You all know the Bible is made of testaments old and new. You've been told it's just those two parts or only one if you're a Jew. But what if I were to tell you there's a fresh third part out there which was found by a hip new prophet who had a little Donny Osmond flair. <laughs> Have you heard of the All-American Prophet? It's a little Book of Mormon. <laughs> it's kind of Donny Osmond coincidence kind of made me go like, huh. Oh, that's funny. American. Oh, I'm going to take you back to biblical times. 1823. <laughs> I love it. Um, oh, all right. On. Yeah. What are the J's you get? I have uh, comedian Richard Jenny talking about Jaws. Jaws. All four in- installations oh. of the movie Jaws. And now sharks have, does a, they have multiple rows of teeth. Does each one count as a jaw? Because maybe uh, Jaws 4, I, where he had four jaws, would be Jaws 4, four jaws and Jaws 4. <laughs> I couldn't even get that out. <laughs> I think they need two more jaws. Two more Jaws they should 6. Have two, jaws so they have, how many rows of teeth do they have? I guess it depends on the Jaws. It must depend. Jaws. You're all in a good mood tonight because that's important for a young comedian who's making his very first appearance on The Tonight Show. And Rich is going to be seen this September on the annual Young Comedian Special on HBO, and he'll be performing in New York City at Caroline's at the Seaport, uh, August the 11th through the 14th. Will you welcome, please, Richard Jenny. Richard! Thanks. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. You're in a great mood. Do you like this suit? Do you think I should have worn this? Yeah. I don't know. It fits good, but it takes so long to wax it. <laughs> it's a New York suit. I'm a New York guy. That's where I got it. I just came back from there performing. That was fun. And after that, I went up to Canada. Canada's just like New York backwards, isn't it? You go up there, everybody's going, how's it going, eh? Then you go back to New York, and the people, hey, how's it going? It's like the same thing. <laughs> it's a very Seinfeld observation. It is. Hey, get off the car. Get off the car, eh? It's like the same thing. <laughs> then I went down to Miami, had a good time. That's fun. You get on a, yeah, a couple of people. You get down there, they have the Hispanic thing going on a plane. You get on a plane and they're like, uh, for your convenience, we have air sickness bags. And someone else goes, they always have the colors de barfo. They always have the same. I think if the plane crashes, they'll have to do that. They'll have to be going, we're about to crash. And like, Por favor, kiss your butt, buenas noches. I had a good time, though. It just gets lonely on the road, boy. You just, there's nothing. You know how you can tell you're getting lonely? When you're sitting in your hotel going, gee, I never noticed it before, but... Wilma Flintstone doesn't have a bad body. <laughs> your, friends, your friends are going, you're just lonely. You go, no, really. She's no Judy Jetson, but she's attractive. <laughs> oh, please, sir. Hey, feels good. I got, thank you. I got so desperate for something to do one night. I actually went to the video store. Listen to this. I rented all four Jaws movies in a row. This is a little point in your life. When it's like 4.45, you're watching Jaws for the Revenge. That's the title. Jaws for the Revenge. And you're sitting there going, this shouldn't be the title. The title should be, here's a fish, you're stupid. That's the title. (laughs) (laughs) You ever see a movie like so bad that they just slap you in the face with how bad it is? You can't even pretend. You go, you know, maybe this movie isn't that bad. I'm not wasting my life. And they just go, yes, you are. (laughs) 
Are you sure? Absolutely. Look at you. It's four in the morning. You're sitting there with one sweat sock and a burrito watching a shark that only kills one family out of an entire ocean full of perfectly edible people for no reason that we ever explain. And you won't turn it off because you think it's going to get better. He is slapping himself in the face. A movie. Of how stupid this movie is. Like hard? <laughs> I, I think he got a little hard towards the end. I heard end. it. Yeah. I heard it. Yeah. I heard the slaps. Yeah. I'm still in pain from this. A movie so stupid that no matter how stupid, you couldn't be stupid enough to enjoy it. I mean, let's say you have no brain at all. Let's say you're sitting on your bed. Here's you. A bucket of popcorn and a spinal cord. That's it. Even your spinal cord has to go, hey, 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 hey. I'm not a brain. I don't have thoughts. But what is going on here? The mother of the family, check this out, has three people in her family eaten by the shark in one week. So a genius in her own right, she comes up with a plan. She says, well, shark is obviously after our family. Can't put anything over on me. It's only one thing to do, we'll have to leave town. And you go and leave town, but wouldn't an apartment building be sufficient protection from the average shark? I mean, even if he's a really ambitious shark, right? Let's say by the time he gets to the apartment building, parks in the guest spot, explains himself to the doorman, come up in the elevator, you would most likely smell fish and run. No, the mother is leaving town altogether. And you sit there. And you're going, but why doesn't the mother just not go in the water? Wouldn't that make more sense? And they go, well, ordinarily, yeah, but this is stupid. You see, in a stupid movie, everyone's stupid. The mother is stupid. The people that made it are stupid. But none of them are as stupid as you, because it is now 5.01, and you still think this is going to get better. <laughs> uh, uh, was Spielberg involved in, like, three and four? Uh, I wonder if he was. I'll look that up. And there are four, uh, four lights. There's four. There's four what? Four rows of teeth. Oh, so he's got. But that, that doesn't. I don't know if a row of teeth counts as a jaw, though. Oh yeah. Jaws four jaws because it could be like jaws, jaws in the possessive sense of the word, like they're his. Yo, yeah. So it's jaws four jaws. <laughs> jaws for jaws. The movie's about his four jaws. <laughs> the fish is coming up with plans to kill these people that the CIA couldn't figure out. I've caught fish. They're not that brilliant. <laughs> they don't even make any noise when you're about to kill them. You ever see a fish come up on a hook one? If they had any brains, they make noise. You wouldn't be able to kill them. They'd be going, ah, ah, ah. And you have to go, whoa. Start the boat. I'll get a burger at the dock. Did you see what just took place over there? So now comes a turning point in your life. If you don't turn off the movie now, just do the world a favor. And when the credits roll, get a vasectomy. The mother... <laughs> gets on a plane to get away from the shark, but before she goes, has an affair with Michael Caine. Typical reaction to this kind of tragedy. That's what I would do. <laughs> Most people would say, gee whiz, three people in my family been eaten by a shark in one week. Jeez, am I horny. Man, I don't know. <laughs> Why don't... The bloodshed stop me. I'm vibrating. Where's a blow-up doll when you need one? Who? I mean, so now, th get this. Here's the crescendo. The mother gets on a plane in Long Island, New York to get away from the shark. Flies to the Bahamas. Are you with me here? An ideal place to avoid a fish. Small island surrounded by water. When she gets there, guess what? 
Not only has the shark discovered that they have travel plans to go to the Bahamas, but to boot, he has beat the jet to the Bahamas. They land, there he is, couple of beers, Ray-Bans, and you're going, but wait a minute, that was a jet. Wouldn't a jet be faster than a shark? And they go, well, ordinarily, but again, this is stupid. You see, in a stupid movie, shark is the fastest transportation available. See, if you're going to London from New York, let's say, right? Tear up them Concord tickets, get the next fish out of town. Oh, yeah. Got a rim shot and everything. So Spielberg was only only involved in Jaws 1, yeah. He was smart enough to stay away from all the sequels. Yeah. Now, Indiana Jones, on the other hand, he wasn't smart enough to leave it be. No, he had to... That Dial of Destiny looks terrible. (laughs) He had to keep going with that one. Indiana Jones did the famous line, I'm getting too old old for this, like 16 fucking years ago. (laughs) 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 Kill it. Okay, um, all right. What else we got? I do have to bounce pretty soon, but I'm going to try to get through okay. some more of these. Yeah, um, I was just seeing what... Uh, I I think we got to do Elton John before we get out of here. I, I think I think this is uh, that, and then and then I think towards the end we could do this Jägermeister song. Oh, good. <laughs> now, when you're not writing and recording, you like to do live concerts, don't you? Yes. Yes, in fact, you've recently been playing in Las Vegas. Do you enjoy filling Celine Dion's slot? <laughs> I wish I could say yes, but no. Now, you've started to write musicals. You've done Aida, you've done Lion King, and most recently, Billy Elliot. <laughs> say you were somebody who had a theatrical bent? Uh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, Very theatrical. I've uh, always thought you yeah. were. Now, some of the people in the village have suggested questions. Mm. Uh, old Maud Evans, who works in the post office on mm. a Tuesday, you know her. Yes. Uh, she says you're a very big football supporter and you was the chairman of Watford Football Club, weren't that, you? That's correct, yes. That's right. Yeah. And what she wants to know is, did you let the manager make the decisions or would you come down and pull someone off at half-time? <laughs> If only. Uh, no, I would. I would never interfere with a manager. I take your word for it. Mm. Uh, so you like tennis? You like football? Are you into water sports? Not really. No. 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 Um, afternoon tea, fairy cake, chocolate eclair. Oh, Senor Elton John, I am loving your music. I want love, but of a different kind. He's huh? <laughs> a little bit funny, <laughs> this feeling inside. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready for bum? <laughs> yes, I Senor John, you're so attractive and magnificent. They are sexo with me. A telephone. Quattro, quattro, quattro. Oco. Oco. Now, was that actually Elton John or somebody playing Elton John? 
Oh, that was El- actually Elton John. He was Whoa. he he had a somebody was putting his putting his their butt in Elton John's face. Don't be the jabroni. It was it was pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, looked like he was enjoying. Elton John looked like he was enjoying it. Yeah, they put, quite a bit. They put it. They put <laughs> they put that butt in Elton John's face, and Elton John was just like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's exactly the sound. (laughs) (laughs) And then everyone said jabroni. Everyone said jabroni. Well, I know you got to get out of here. Um, I I have a couple that I didn't get to that I'll I'll just put in post. Uh, Maybe we can tease them. And I do want to do the Jägermeister one. Uh, Also, we didn't cover this yet. Oh, we didn't, did we? I just ate a grape and I shizzed in my pan. I like that. I have a whole. Uh, I'll put the full ten minutes at the end of the show in post. It's a um, well. How do I say this? This is a video called "Making Fake Jizz for a Porn Video." It's from Vice News. I think it's a solid nine minutes. So I'll leave the audio for that at the end. And, uh, that's that's my jizz segment. Jizz. <laughs> jizz. <laughs> I love. That's the funniest line of this whole song. Is I just ate a grape and I jizzed. It. I just ate a grape and I jizzed. In- <laughs> that was um, their reaction to a grape. Yeah, when Bruce Willis uh, was dead at the end of Sixth Sense and when I ate a grape. Those are the two uh, things. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh like uh, I'll put all the rest of these in the end. You wanna let me let us know uh what's coming up in post here. Yeah, yeah. I I think we should just play the yelling Jagermeister and then I think the song could get in that that post too. Okay. Because uh and then you I, got I, you got Japan, you got Jetsons. Yeah, I got Jetsons. That'll be good. I got uh, uh, Jordan, the country Jordan. Oh, now what would be crazy is if there mm-hmm. were sh- Jordans the size of the country Jordan. Yeah. And then if the country Jordan was the size of the shoe Jordan, and there's like a freaky, freaky <laughs> Friday situation. <laughs> Where they switch so the sizes country. like Lindsay Lohan and and what's her name? <laughs> oh yeah, and the shoe is just just screaming. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I have to find a mirror that big. Jordan is. I mean, oh, it's not yeah. the biggest country, but it's pretty big. But yeah, it let's uh, big. let's close it with the little Jaeger. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I gotta hear that one more time. Yeah. 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 Wow. Chicken sandwiches. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Carolyn, well thank sandwiches. you for uh, thank you for coming by for Jay. I'm sorry I don't have more oh, time. I got your dad stuff, okay. and then I got another show after that. But uh, oh, but yeah, thank thank well, you so thank much, you, and Chris. you'll be on uh, every still every every Monday right before behind the yep. schemes hogstory.net.com. Yes. Dot net dot hogstory.net.com. Yes, and uh, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, hogstory.com.net slash stream. It's, a good, it's always a good time. The smokers, uh, the smoker is just uh, it's a good vibe, a good place, good people, good, uh, good, good pork. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Slow and low. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Love you, Carolyn, and uh, we'll do it again. Love you, Chris. I'm sure we'll do it again uh, very soon. We'll be back with the best of uh, K. Yes, we'll be back with the best of K. Looking now forward I to can it. die. Now my life is finally complete. See, Carolyn. Bye, everybody. Bye. Oh, I'll be back tonight with uh, NetNed, Larry Blinder, and uh, Carl from Who Are These Podcasts. We're going to review X-22. It'll be at 9 tonight. Check it out.
Bye. Bye, Carolyn. Bye, Chris. Jägermeister. Jumping high is an important skill for a lot of sports, and in certain circles of the internet, it's even become its own niche competition. 
The standing vertical leap is one of the critical tests at the NFL Combine and has long been a gold standard for assessing human leaping ability. The goal of jacks is to scoop up the correct number of jacks with one hand and catch the ball before it bounces twice. All the students at the Barry Tisco School are coming out here, gathering out on this field, getting ready to try to break a world record of the most people to do jumping jacks over a one-minute period. you got to keep up with the First Lady. It's part of a nationwide effort led by First Lady Michelle Obama to encourage kids and families to get healthy and active. Woke up this morning, got some gabagoo. And then I woke up the next day and got some gabagoo. Keep waking up, keep getting different types of gabagoo. I even got some gabagoo from a Scooby-Doo. I woke up this morning. Give me a pastrami sandwich with Dijon mustard. Give me a salami on rye, lettuce, mayo, mustard. Uh, chicken soup with rice. Lots of pickles. No fat turkey, no bread, no mayo, no potato salad. Just meat in a pickle. Woke up this morning, got myself a sub. I believe Tony wanted a, a meatball sub. I think Polly said that he wanted the ham and Swiss. Uh, woke up this morning, got some gabagoo. Then I woke up the next day and got some gabagoo. Keep waking up, keep getting different types of gabagoo. I even got some gabagoo from a Scooby-Doo. I woke up this morning, I got some gabagoo. Then I woke up the next day and got some gabagoo. Keep waking up, keep getting different types of gabagoo I even got some gabagoo from a Scooby-Doo I woke up this morning I got some gabagoo and then I woke up the next day and got some gabagoo keep waking up keep getting different types of gabagoo I even got some gabagoo from a Scooby-Doo Woke up this morning, I got some gabagoo. And then I woke up the next day and got some gabagoo. Keep waking up, keep getting different types of gabagoo. I even got some gabagoo from a Scooby-Doo. Woke up this morning, I got some gabagoo. And then I woke up the next day and got some Gabagoo Keep waking up Keep getting different types of gabagoo I even got some gabagoo From a Scooby-Doo I woke up this morning I got some gabagoo And then I woke up the next day And got some gabagoo Keep waking up Keep getting different types of gabagoo from a Scooby-Doo I woke up this morning I got some gabagoo And then I woke up the next day And got some gabagoo Keep waking up Keep getting 
Welcome to Snooze News at 11. I'm Jonathan Hansel. Our headline tonight refers to the upcoming war in Jabroni, also known as Jabroni. The word is striking young adults across the country. For more, we go to John Hansen to tell the story. At colleges, high schools, and even some middle schools, the word Jabroni, or also seen as Jabroni, is being used at an all-time high. The word's origin came from an Italian profanity word. Let's just say it was something a wife called her husband when she was unhappy with him. Jabroni has many different descriptive definitions, but they all share a common idea. Urban Dictionary's top definition of Jabroni, a loser, poser, lame, one who talks the talk, but could never walk the walk. Internetslang.com claims Jabroni means loser. The online slang dictionary defines the word jabroni as a general insult, sissy, idiot, nobody, loser. Now we go to the students for their definition. How would you define jabroni? Jabroni is the person you make fun of in a group. They're the person that you maybe don't necessarily want there. What's your definition of jabroni? I think like a, a weirdo, a squid, kind of like, I don't know, someone weird. How would you define jabroni? A jabroni is someone that's the butt of all jokes. In 1999, WWE wrestler Dwayne The Rock Johnson was one of the first celebrities to bring recollection to the word jabroni. Undertaker, Mankind, Kane, and The Big Show. The Rock says you all four jabronis can go right down to the Tropicana Hotel. It's right up the road. The Rock used the word jabroni through the final years of his career. I am the jabroni beating, pie-eating, trailblazing, eyebrow-raising, talking is done, you're out of your class. Jabroni is not only taking over schools, but the word is also making appearances in movies. And then everyone said jabroni. <laughs> Advertising. Don't go out to a day long looking at jabroni and cliche game day glasses. Get a pair of Ray Bans and look elite. And television series. You keep using this word jabroni and it's awesome. Many slang terms come and go, but jabroni's increase in popularity among teams shows that it may be on the road to being in the dictionary. That's all for tonight. Thank you. Warning, none of the penises you see in this documentary are real. I can assure you that they are all definitely dildos. However, some of them look super real, so we did blur a few. I feel like this could be a fetish, like me having to follow you around and clean your dick the entire day while it just keeps leaking cum. So it's my second day working as a production assistant for Anatomic Media, a fetish video company that produces custom videos on behalf of a private client who wants to see their fantasy come to life. On my first day, I was on hand for Birthday Party Massacre, a very messy scene that satisfied a brief involving multiple fetishes. I, I don't, I have good. I still smell like cake. Today's shoot is for a video called Mannequin Blowbang, in which mannequins come alive and participate in some group oral action. If anyone's gonna get pleased here, it's gonna be me. 
Unlike regular shoots of this nature, one woman will be performing with two men and three women with fake dicks and fake cum. Ready to get to work, I headed to a quick smoko meeting with Dan to hear my responsibilities for the day. This is a uh, honeycoma. Honeycoma. Nice. I guess so. I'll start off by assembling the mannequins, dressing them a bit. It turned out I was going to be responsible for making and distributing the fake cum for the fake dicks. A dirty job, but definitely with a big payoff. We need about a, like 20 to 80% ratio of water to cum lube, so it spurts out of the dong. Got you covered, man. Or do you want the mannequins? I'm pretty sure that this is going to be used to uh, fill the strap-ons with fake cum. I think is how it's done. There is a narrative to this video in which our female lead, Casey, will be playing a special agent on the hunt for a serial killer. So we cleared the room for a makeshift police station for the first scene. Time to assemble and dress the mannequins, a crucial detail for the client. Have you ever dressed a mannequin before? Probably. Fuck. Should we put like a a dildo in there so it looks like he has a boner or no? Um, I don't know if we have enough dildos. Okay. Speaking of details, the client had requested Casey to wear a particular wristwatch. And was the watch uh, the client's very request? Very specific. And we could only order it from the UK. It's very specific. The client had also requested for Casey to have her shoes worn with specific laces and tied so the bows were fairly loose, something that had to be absolutely right. Okay, I have a problem here. These laces don't fit in the holes. Can I see the hole? Okay, boom, done. One of today's cast members, Juliet, also works as a PA, when she's not in front of the camera, that is. She was kind enough to give some tips on how to improve. I mean, like, uh, I'm a PA and a rigger. Like me? Yeah! Do you know how to be a good porn production assistant? Um, please tell me. Cool, you need, like, lube and baby wipes. You should put a cold towel in the fridge in case everybody gets, like, too hot and passes out. You know what I mean? The first of the male performers had arrived. I wanted to know how Sam prepares for the most crucial part of his job description. How do you usually uh, keep it up? Um, It's all about having a good imagination. Some things aren't as sexy as other things, but if you're able to stay in the zone, you know, you can stay hard. What's your favorite type of scenario? The more pussies in my face, the better. <laughs> Got it. Dan and I found time for a super quick smoko before the really hard work began. So, what are we looking at? We are looking at the boardroom scene. It's like the precursor to the main action. So this client asked for not one blowbang, but two blowbangs in his video. Maybe one blowbang blow bang split up into two parts. Got it. So almost like one and a half blowbangs. More like one blowbang and two pieces. So one continuous blowbang. Kind of. One blowbang broke up into two separate parts. 
Got it. Okay. All right. And now the time had come to make the fake cum and to prepare the fake dicks. We had drilled holes through strap-on dildos and inserted a tube through each one. On the other end of the tube was a large syringe loaded with the fake cum. The look and the texture had to be just right, so it was made up of 80% white and creamy lubricant to 20% water. It was also my job to distribute the fake cum on command, so I had to be extra familiar with the contraption. We're just getting ready. Okay guys, so this is what's doing. The scenario here is that you're obviously cops. It was time to roll. The first scene was to take place in a police station. The chief, played by Tommy, was explaining to his agents that there was a killer on the loose. The shoe cum killer, who would leave the shoes of his victims full of cum. Lots of cum. Shoe cum killer. I like that. It has a nice, disgusting, dirty ring for it. Well, we must penetrate through all of these facts and all these clues we've been given. We're going to have to put in hours of guzzling. Spitting out as many ideas as we can as we throttle it. Really rub down whoever we have to investigate. Yeah, we want to make everyone feel good, right? Right? Can't Now it's time to hook up the syringes and shoot some jizz on her hands. And I was up. My time to shine. It was my job to make sure that the cum came out consistently, and it was Juliet's job to make sure the cum covered the laces, as requested by the client, of course. And now Tommy stepped up to the plate. And as he had to save his load for the second half of the shoot, he took his acting skills to the next level. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Up. Oh. Oh. Bottoms up. (laughs) Oh, shit. Awesome, you guys. Yay. I noticed you were able to... uh, Get it up. While Sam was crushing waters and the rest of the cast were changing into their required spooky outfits, I took an opportunity to catch up with Tommy. So I noticed your acting is kind of like very on point. You can really get into the character. Yeah, I've, uh, if there's one thing in this industry I've been able to stand out in, that's the acting. I started out in sketch comedy in New York, so when I got into this, a lot of like on-the-fly stuff I was able to do. So with you, it's not just the sex that you're able to sell. Oh, it's God, no. your whole kind of persona. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm 42 now, so it's, it's a job. The second half of the shoot was about to get underway. I was really moved how everyone was such close friends and had each other's backs. Juliet even made sure that Tommy stayed up while the cameras weren't rolling so that the rest of the shoot would run smoothly. If you had to guess where um, all of these desires to see this blow bang, to see the wristwatch detail, like where does this all potentially come from? I feel like usually clothing fetishists are a product of 
someone going through puberty around the same time when an object of desire or a or a parental figure is wearing that sort of thing. So maybe like mom had a very similar watch or a teacher wore very similar shoes or something something like that. But in terms of the blowbang, I don't know. I've never done a blowbang before that wasn't actual dicks. The second half had begun. The main event, the mannequin blowbang. The shoe come killer had led Special Agent Casey to a warehouse full of mannequins who would soon come to life and get very sexual. The killer was Sam, by the way. Sorry for the spoiler. Sorry. Dan and Rhiannon had made sure that all the client's details were satisfied. The watch and the shoelaces were seeing plenty of action. And again I was up. Last time felt more like a rehearsal compared to the amount of cum I was supposed to distribute this time. The pressure was on. Two of you are going to pull her up and have her put her feet into the cum-filled shoes. Stand up. Awesome, you guys. The awesome, shoe cum awesome. killer struck again, it seems. Yay, fantastic job, you guys. Oh, can't do it. I don't know, body fluids, is that's, that's my kryptonite right there. You can put a gun at me, you don't give a fuck, threaten my life. Throw some nut at me and I'm gone, dog. I'm ah, like a little girl. It worked, man. That was awesome. Hey, good work, man. That was awesome. A job well done. Everyone had killed it. So at this point, I can't really uh, recognize what is fake cum and what is real cum. So either way, I'm going to go clean my hands. All in all, would you rate this a success today? Yeah. Would you do anything differently? No, not really. By the end of my day two on a porn set, I had learned the mechanics of custom fetish storytelling. Mannequin Blowbang had it all. Drama, humor, horror, and a whole lot of cum. The client, the true visionary of the project, tying it all together. The entire experience was surreal, where everyone worked together on and off the set to ensure comfort while still getting the job done. All in all, a success, I would say. Would you guys consider jacking off to be a sport? I don't know about you motherfuckers, but I consider that shit to be a sport, okay? If people can sit back and label goddamn golf, which is the boringest fucking sport in the world, a goddamn sport, if you can label that shit as a sport, and if you can label goddamn fishing as a sport, I know damn well you can label jacking off a sport. Think about it. What the fuck athletically are you really doing in, in golf, my nigga? All you doing is hitting a goddamn golf club. Oh my God, man, that's a long ass birdie, man. Nice birdie, nice putt, man. It went 250 yards. Get the fuck out of here. Nobody care about that boring ass shit. Who the fuck really watches golf, my nigga? <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck. It makes niggas fall asleep. Fishing, on the other hand. What the fuck are you really doing athletically, my nigga, in fishing? 
All you're doing is that you're sitting your bitch ass up in a boat. Usually it's old ass snagged teeth motherfuckers that ain't got no goddamn teeth up in their fucking grill. Well, up in their mouth. They're just sitting up in a goddamn boat. You know what I'm saying? Throwing a goddamn rod. It could be any kind of goddamn bait up on the end of the rod. It could be a worm. It could be a caterpillar. It could be a centipede. It could be a dead-ass butterfly. It could be a fucking beak of a damn bird. It could be a fucking... It could be anything. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God! We caught a big-ass salmon. Reel that fat bitch in. Yeah. Motherfucker, what are you doing athletically? How the fuck is that working up a sweat, my nigga? What, you're working out your arms because you have to reel that motherfucking in? Nigga, that's not a sport, dog. Well, fuck it. You know what? It is a sport. Fuck it. You guys want to consider that shit to be a sport? Jacking off is a fucking sport to me. Jacking off and beating your motherfucking dick to porn is a sport. There's two damn things that you have to do. A, you build up a sweat. Well, actually, you don't have to do shit. There's, There's basically two things that goes down. That's what I meant to say. A, you're building up a sweat. I don't give a fuck, nigga. If you are building up a sweat, goddammit, that shit's considered that shit is considered a sport. You're building up a sweat. Number two, and the most and the most important part of that shit is that your hand is getting a workout. Your hand is getting a workout, nigga. You are building up your arm strength and you're building up your hand strength. Okay? Um I don't know about you, nigga, but when I'm beating my shit, nigga, my fucking hand muscles get fucking tight. You know what I'm saying? And that shit wear that shit wears the fuck out of my entire left arm. I used to be able to do it with my right hand. Can't do that shit, so I do it with my left hand. Um. So, in my personal opinion, do you guys consider jacking off a sport? In my nigga, in my opinion, I believe it is. So. Um, I know what some of you little trolling ass faggot bitches are going to say. Oh man, <laughs> you must not get no pussy, motherfucker, if you jack off, motherfucker. Let's be real, okay? Everybody has jacked off once in their goddamn life. If you're going to sit back and you're going to come on my video and troll my shit, saying that, oh nigga, <laughs> oh nigga, um, um, I never jacked off once in my life. Bitch, stop lying. Everybody does the shit, okay? So please miss me with that bullshit, nigga, and go, nigga, and go, go preach that shit to somebody who fucking is going to actually listen to you, okay? Number two. Oh my God, this video was stupid. It was pointless. Couldn't have been that stupid, bitch. You still clicked on it. You know what I'm saying? All the motherfuckers that's watching this video, nigga, you saw the title of the fucking video before you clicked on the video. So it couldn't have been that damn stupid if you still proceeded to click on the motherfucker. So, jacking off. The shit's a sport. Fuck it. Listen here, my motherfucking nigga. After sitting back, reading about this stupid-ass fucking bullshit about motherfucking kite flying being a goddamn sport, there ain't not one single son of a bitch walking this motherfucking planet that can tell me that jacking off is not considered a motherfucking sport. Think about it, my nigga. It, nigga, if you're going to sit back and classify having a piece of fucking fabric attached to a fucking string and letting that bitch blow around up in the fucking wind and shit. Oh, dog. There ain't no, nigga, oh, trust me, my nigga, if I want to sit back and pull my fucking pants down and beat my fucking dick, 
I'm, hey, motherfucker, at least I'm getting exercise, nigga, out of it. Nigga, you feel me? Nigga, your fucking arm, I'm sorry, my nigga, your fucking hand goes fucking numb. Nigga, you feel me? My nigga, the motherfucking hand, nigga, your hand muscles is tired as fuck. You know what I mean? It's like motherfucking nigga, you, nigga, your motherfucking arm itself is fucking sore because my, my nigga, you doing that fucking shit. It's fucking tiresome. You know what I mean? It's like, nigga, you're beating your dick. That's a fucking sport. It fucking do, nigga, it fucking flying a kite. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is supposed to be so fucking competitive about that? You have a piece of fucking, nigga, you, dog, you have a piece of fabric attached to a fucking string, okay, like I said before, and you're letting that bitch blow around in the fucking wind. Let me fucking show you, dog. Check this out. So what you're fucking telling me is that this, I have a piece of Kleenex, right? So this, that's a sport. It's a piece of fucking fabric, right? Piece of tissue, and it's blowing up in the wind. Nice fucking sport, right? So if that's a fucking sport, beating your fucking dick is definitely a fucking sport. What type of fucking exercise are you getting about of this, my nigga? That's, nigga, that, this, what I'm doing right here, this is basically classified as a goddamn sport. It's a piece of fucking fabric that's blowing up in the wind. If this is a fucking sport, jacking your fucking dick and beating off the porn is a fucking sport. Yep, finding new friends is easier today than ever before. We just set ourselves up on webcam. And then the computer will randomly put us with one of the 50,000 people online also doing chat roulette. Hey, that's, that's kind of cool. Uh-huh. All right, let's see who our first chat partner is. Just connect. Ah, that's some dude jacking off! Oh, uh, yeah, you get those sometimes. We'll just click to the next person. There we go. Hello? That's just a guy's penis, too. Okay, let's just try this one. Dude, I don't want to see a bunch of guys' penises. Hold on, Kyle. This is seriously an amazing gathering place where people from all over the world can share their thoughts and ideas. Okay, that's a dude jacking off, but... Okay, dude, jacking off. Penis. Penis. Penis, penis, penis. Ah, here's a guy. Hey, dude, how's it going? Hey. This is my friend Kyle. He's looking for some new friends. Oh, yeah? Oh, he's taking out his penis. Okay, next guy. Dude, screw this. I don't want to see anymore. Kyle, this is the way the world works. If you want to find some quality friends, you got to wade through all the dicks first. What's a piece of advice you give to someone who's coming to Japan for the first time? To live here, to live here. Well, one, learn Japanese. If you don't understand, if you don't, can't even read a sign, you are like uh, socially handicapped. You cannot live normally. Learn some basics even before coming here. Because you, you've met foreigners yeah. that have lived here for 10, 20 years and they can't even speak a sentence, right? Get used to not being a loud foreigner. Get used to being polite and standing in line correctly. You see the subway coming and you see people lining up, line up. Get out of the way. Learn, learn to bow. Very, very simple things. Very simple things. I'll never get over it. Four D's and an F and an H. Elroy, how could you? But, Mom, Pop, I'm telling you, there's been a serious mistake. That's right, a serious mistake. Well, there's no mistaking this. And may I urge you parents to come to class 
so that we may discuss your son's atrocious conduct. Perhaps a good military school on Mars might be the answer to this. A Martian military school? Yeah, maybe that's what he needs. A little hop, two, three, four. Now, now, don't be so hard on the boy, George. After all, all he did was fail. <laughs> fail every subject. Oh, don't, Mom. We can always move to another planet. Please, won't anybody believe me? Right, we're Elroy, get to your room. And you too, Astro. I'm sending you both to bed without supper pills. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Daddy, maybe you should give Elroy another chance. At least let me give him one peanut butter and jelly capsule, George. No, no, no. He's got to be taught a lesson. First, I'll start by taking away his credit cards. Is there Jeff? Now, the visiphone. Now, who can be bothering us now in our moment of shame? Jetson here. Sorry to trouble you, Jetson. Oh, Mr. Countdown. What's up? Well, you see, uh, I'll let my son tell you. Okay, Kenny. You tell him before I boot you to Jupiter and back. I, I switched report tapes with Elroy. He got all high marks. Tell Elroy, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Hear that, George? Elroy was telling the truth. Oh, boy. I feel lower than a Martian midget. Oh, Elroy. Elroy, Elroy, my boy, listen. Elroy? He's gone. He must have written this note. A dear mom and pop, I'm running away from home. Just leave my allowance in the usual place, and I'll have it picked up. Love, Elroy. P.S. Reru Raw Rex Rog. Rastro. Uh, I mean, P.S. Me Too, your ex-dog, Astro. He's run away. Our son's run away. Oh, now, don't worry, honey. He won't get far. Now, where can a kid like him go? No place. Just to the moon, Venus, Jupiter, Mars, Saturn. That's enough. Here are ten things that you didn't know about Jordan. It is home to the oldest dam in the world, the Jawa Dam. It contains many important landmarks for Christians like the river where Jesus was baptized and the mountain where Moses died. The green, black, and white in the flag represent the different caliphates of Islam. The red represents the Arab revolt of 1916 and the star represents the first verses of the Quran. The Pharaoh's treasury has its name because of a local fable once said that a pharaoh once hid a treasure in the urn up top. There was a point in time where Petra was uninhabited for around 500 years. At first glance, it may look like a landlocked country, but it actually has a 26-mile coastline in the Red Sea. They have a 400-mile trail that takes you across the entire country. Many Hollywood movies were filmed here, including Indiana Jones, The Martian, and Rogue One. The lowest place on Earth in reference to dry land is the land right next to the Dead Sea. The city of Jarash, a populous tourist location, has ancient buildings and modern buildings surrounding it. Here, ten.